All right, everybody, grab your 12-sided die, your magical cloak, and your battle map, because we're talking Dungeons and & Dragons and tacos this week on Taco the Town. to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've still never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until Chog Dog, the six-armed taco-eating bridge troll, tells me that it's the right time for me to taco about it. Today, we are reviewing another great place in Kansas City to get tacos. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We're going to share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some socially distant tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Let's find out what Taco Place will be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is Sancho Streetside. They can usually be found at 11101 Johnson Drive, Suite 110, Shawnee, Kansas 66203. But they are also a food truck, so you might see them driving all around town. According to their website, they started as a small part-time catering company out of Shawnee two years ago. They also cater events ranging from small business drop-offs to large corporate functions, weddings, and private parties. With a quality always-comes-first approach, you can now book their new event space as well as order carry-out from their Shawnee location. Owner-slash-chef Ryan Moody has taken a fresh and creative approach to authentic Latin street cuisine. With two decades of fast-paced, high-end service, his approach to gourmet street tacos is refreshing and always changing with evolving trends in Latin cuisine. As a team, they have set out to create a brand that Kansas City can be proud of. They are known for their jerk chicken tacos, barbecue pork tacos, steak asada, and steak picante tacos, to name a few. They ask you to try them all out to see what your favorites are. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guests. Our guests this week on Taco the Town are cast members and performers on the Spellbound podcast. Spellbound is described as four uninhibited actresses weaving heartfelt and empowering storytelling in a fantastical, home-brewed Dungeons & Dragons universe. Follow the adventures of Delalia, the Elven Ranger, Felix, the Gnome Fighter, atop Ramsey, his goat, and Princess <laughs> Thea, the Wild Magic Sorceress, as they befriend mystical animals 
slay big baddies, and swoon over axe-wielding women. Welcome to Taco the Town, Emma Carter. Hi. She is the DM or Dungeon Master. Yep. And you said you like to say DM because Dungeon Master sounds kind of kinky. It's naughty. <laughs> I don't mind it, but for, uh, for, for, for quick, quick reference, DM okay. works. Rebecca Munoz, thank you for being here. Hi. <laughs> you play Felix, correct? Mm-hmm. I do. And you do all the art. For I the do. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And She's a really good artist. I love learning. the art. The <laughs> yeah, art is so really cool. great. And I have a great spellbound sticker here with your art on it, which oh. is awesome. And also joining us is Delalia, the Elven Ranger, Kelsey Botwinnick Haruza. Hello. Yes. So I need to know, Kelsey, do you celebrate Elven culture in your everyday <laughs> life? <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Um, I have to represent my people and make sure that the traditions stay alive. Yeah. And you guys didn't bring any of your weapons today. I know. Think about it. I have a sword at home. I'm always packing, but you just can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us have magic, so it's it's just innate in ourselves. Ah, ah. Emma, do you wear a hood, a dungeon master white hood? Because this is you in this drawing, right, with the hood on. Yeah, (laughs) I I do not wear uh, a cloak cloak. while we play. No, it's okay. I'm trying to avoid anything clans like. Do you wear a white hood? Do you wear a white white hood hood when you play? Sorry, I meant I meant I meant a starlit cloak. I don't currently have one, but I wouldn't be lying. I would be lying if I said that I hadn't thought about trying to get like, get one made, so that if we ever went to like Comic Con as our characters, I could have the little cloak oh, and be like, "I'm that. the DM." I mean, you do know a seamstress. Who? I do. Just kidding. <laughs> you actually no. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably don't make yourself one. Yeah. Um. All right. I need to know, guys. I know close to nothing about Dungeons and Dragons except for when I was a kid, they would always warn you at church. Oh yeah. Do not play Dungeons and Dragons because it's a, a, uh, a, you might open a portal to right. to the yeah. nether regions. It's a gateway to satanic yeah. ritual. Exactly, mm-hmm. a gateway, a gateway game, and they also said He-Man: Masters of the Universe was a gateway to Whoa. demons. So I wonder what they would think about She-Ra, She-Ra. and the princesses of power. <laughs> yeah, which is our like whole guiding force. Yeah, we love as a group. show. <laughs> there were tons of rumors about D and D as a kid, but now it's very mainstream. Yeah. I mean, I think Stranger Things really kind of was a resurgence oh, for yeah. D and D. Kelsey, you've been playing D and D forever. Right? Yeah, yeah. My dad played D and D. He was one of the demon worshippers growing up. Like, <laughs> so he he was wearing. Was he more of a nerdy guy, or was he like a guy wearing like a Slayer rock T shirt with Slayer rock T shirt? Okay, yeah. And he definitely, so he really was trying to open a yeah. portal. <laughs> so he was always like had a cool car. Played, Camaro or yeah, Trans Am? I, I, uh, I think Trans Am, actually. Okay. But, um, <laughs> and he, he'll probably, like, ride me for trying to give fun details about his life. But he's always been a badass, and he's always been super cool. But he and his friends, like, they're the kind of people that will have, they used to have, and still have, like, LAN parties to play computer games. And they, wow. like, they, they love community-building games. And I think that's what D&D has become again is it's just like just like the phenomenon of millennials getting brunch together like it's the <laughs> same now it's D's the same so and you've been recording your shows by zoom right yeah. you started doing it right as the pandemic hit right yeah so we recorded our first two episodes in person and we met at lydia's wonderful home the so monastery cool. which we're obsessed with and we miss she lives in a monastery. It's beautiful. No way. It's really stunning. Yes. For, but a, a monastery for like 
uh, healers. Healers. Like and spiritual Lydia healers. Is the other cast yeah, she's, yeah, she plays Lydia. But Shout out to Lydia Miller. We miss you. Love she's you. in her Love monastery you. today, yeah. just hanging out in a monastery. Probably doing magic or something. <laughs> yeah. Literally, like, not even kidding. That's awesome. <laughs> I was going to ask you if any of you guys have real life non Dungeons and Dragons magic powers. Lydia has definitely performed a spell uh-huh. before because she talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, and I did that growing up too. Like my, so my dad is a big like nerd computer guy, and my mom is very much like Earth. Like on solstice, we get naked, we go outside, yes. we kiss trees, like really doing oh, the nice. thing. Yeah, and so. So having both of those aspects has been really informative <laughs> while playing D&D, I think, in the different campaigns I'm a part of. I feel like I'm learning so much about your character backstory right yeah. now just as a person. Oh, my God. Like, I'm just, like, I'm learning Delaylee's so many facts. Delaylee's mom and dad, which the audience doesn't know about yet, but Delaylee's mom and dad are my fucking mom and dad. I, I, I was just like, well, I'm like, I feel like I should be writing this uh-huh. down. Like, yeah. I'm just like, these are very interesting facts. Yes. Like, I need to remember these. <laughs> Does your... Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, there was a question, and now I can't remember what it was. (laughs) This is what we do. We rampage. Hey, that's cool. This is good. Um, How often do your (laughs) real-life characters ever bleed into the real world? I mean, that was the the fear growing up, is that these uh, teenagers, these rock-and-roll teenagers, Kelsey's dad... Their their uh, Dungeons and Dragons personas would bleed over into the real world, and then one day you'd find them running through a forest with a dagger, chasing around uh-huh. families. Right? Does that ever happen to you guys? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a stuffed goat you, now. Do you? Yeah, I do. Oh. Yes. I oh I don't I don't think oh, I ever I forgot. Yeah, yeah, Emma got that for you. Yeah, yeah Emma. Yeah, yeah. I was having a particularly rough day, and Emma through Amazon sent me a, a little stuffed goat that like that's like my 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 little Ramsels. <laughs> Ramsels. And now he sits on my bookshelf and so Oh I love that. That's so cute. So I have a goat now. <laughs> so no no chasing people. No, we don't do a lot of like murder outside of the game. Okay, good. Um, good. But <laughs> I will say though it's harder with COVID. Everybody's inside. Yeah. yeah. But the uh, the characters that these guys have created are pretty awesome, and, and like like Thea's character, this young like teenage princess, she's kind of coming into her own, figuring out who she is and what she wants. And I I think like that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I hope that bleeds over. Mm-hmm. Like em- the, we try to focus, I think, a lot on like empowerment, yeah, um, and like openness. Like we're a predominantly like queer identifying cast, mm-hmm. so that was a thing that we discovered kind of organically after like a session or two. Someone was just like, "Wait a minute!" So yeah. that's been cool. I, I think will honestly like openly say that I added they to my pronouns during this show because it's like something I always wanted to do, but like I was like, ah, I don't. I, as someone who is so feminine looking and acting, like I feel like that's not fair mm-hmm. to people that need it more than I do. You know, no, it's like no. no. And so it's been really nice to have like that. And also, I feel like we. I don't know about you, for Felix, but for Lydia and I. We, it's almost therapeutic, like mm-hmm. our characters. So since they do have some similarities with our real life, it's a way to work stuff out, like in game, and then of sort of apply it to your real life. Yeah, that's what I was about to yeah. say. Like I think with just any D and D game, like not just ours, I feel like any person who plays a D and D game, whatever character you're playing, has a small bit of truth in it about the person who's playing it and what they're personally going through and some personal thing that they're dealing with. For me, with Spellbound, it uh, it was actually that that post of LGBTQ Pride Day. The that one you was, made? Yeah, that was the first time I openly admitted to being bisexual. Really? So Aww. I actually came out to my family um, because of this show. Rebecca. And so, and it, it, it inspired me. And, and, you know, with 
Felix being, you know, he wants to be brave and all this stuff. And I realized that's what I wanted to do. And I was like, I'm, I, I need to own up to that. And, um, and it gave me the opportunity because I was in this group with very supportive friends and it inspired me to actually accept who I was awesome. and, and not hide it anymore. <laughs> I love you. I also died and then out of my dead body grew a new plant of a better person than that. <laughs> now, what are the first steps to starting a game? Um, Rebecca, you brought a handbook, but oh. Emma, you write all of these scenarios in the, or I guess, what's it, what's it called? What is story? Storyline or yeah. homebrewed Dungeons and Dragons? Did you homebrew. write them all yourself, right? Yeah. So with D&D, you're playing a campaign, and that campaign, campaign okay. can be pre-written. Like, you can purchase. There are endless, like, modules out there that if someone is new to D&D and writing all of their own world sounds really intimidating, you can purchase a module. You're given a campaign, characters, locations, all that jazz. But with ours, it's homebrew. So I've created a world, and I've created uh, non-player characters, NPCs in that world. And I, kind of what I've recently realized is that all I have to really do, other than creating a world no big deal, is just know what the bad guys are doing or what kind of like nefarious purposes, like what's going on in the world that the heroes might interact with. We say we're playing a story, but I, I don't want people to think that like it's pre-written to where like I know exactly what these guys are going to do and they can only do option A or B. It's right. not like a choose your own adventure where the options are limited. The goal for me is to keep it open so that whatever they do, they, they have the freedom to make whatever choice they want. And then I will kind of build the world around the choices that they make. So some stuff is already like I know some characters exist. I know where they are. But there's a lot that's open ended right now because I'm waiting to see what the characters decide to do. Like in our, uh, like this is a spoiler, but in, in the last session we actually played, our characters decided they were going to leave the forest of Mayroll and go somewhere else. And they decided to take a path that I didn't think that they were going to take. And so now I'm kind of adjusting Really, did you not things. think we were going to do that? I didn't think you were going to go through the, I didn't think you were going to go through the mountains. Yeah. So like, well, we, we decided <laughs> to go camping yeah. instead of like visiting the town. Yeah, so I was redrawing the the uh the map. Be big. I was redrawing the map and while I was working on it, I realized we picked the hardest direction to go to yeah. get where we're going. Like there was literally a like man-made path filled with towns and all the stuff that we could go through and we are doing the most convoluted direction we're to get to We're spoiling so bad. Because you yeah. have to have a... They're not going to understand what's going on though. You have to have a battle map first, right? Or did you draw the battle map or Emma? Did well, she, you draw, she drew it first. Um, just the other day though, I, I just kind of colored it. Oh, yeah, cool. and I would say some campaigns are really heavy on having like accurate maps and having... Like uh, like grids, you know, so that you can follow in. Like I'm in a campaign where it's very much like this grid equals five feet. And so if you want to, your character can only move this much and it's very, very heavy on that. We're a little bit more like, all right, this is your general area. And so she gives us things to inspire our thoughts and let us know organization wise and stuff. And I would say I'm listening to episode 17, part two mm -hmm. right now. And... You, that's like the first time you've railroaded us at all, and you only did it a little bit. You were like, "Wait, when?" <laughs> when we were trying to push the buttons on the wall. Oh yeah, well I think that's because we just weren't being well, and I wouldn't. Dense. Like my character would not. I was like, "Nope, it doesn't make sense," and I hate it. And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys. They quit. The very last episode I listened to, you guys had a major battle. And you even warned, you're like, things are going to get gory. Yeah. That's yep. the, is that the first major battle you had on the show or the bloodiest battle? The bloodiest. 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 Definitely the bloodiest. And I think with the most We're still um, not very leveled up. So, like, no, we can't really, we're not capable of a whole lot right now. Being at level three? Yeah. yeah. We can't do a whole lot. So, as far as, you're pretty restricted we're, as far as 
things we can fight. And yeah, stuff, so. yeah we're and very the goat, true. Is level. the goat okay? Yes. Oh, yes. Ramsey is okay. fine. Um, <laughs> Bill, my, my Bill is not fine. Bill is dead, and it's is, Emma's fault. And Emma <laughs> killed Bill. Is Bill the, a dog? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Emma is a dog killer. So. No, yeah. I just not. bring back Bill. Hashtag bring back Bill. Yeah. Be sure to listen to our. Campaign. Be sure to listen to our latest episode because now my goat has a kill count. Yes. <laughs> this is true. Now he does. We, you guys, didn't bring the twenty-sided die. I today. didn't. I usually have one with me, I even really though like. Most things I play now are we roll online, but I st- I'm a I'm a luddite. I like to have real too. dice. Yeah, I thought about it, but I was like, uh, I don't know. I, I should have. They're beautiful. I can send you a picture if you, you need a picture. You could have brought the map too, and we could have eaten the tacos off the map. Oh my god! Oh, oh. We could have borrowed like, Justin's grid map because we, we definitely we could have. <laughs> we could go to mission board games yeah. and find our friend Justin Barron. Uh, he I'm always sure has he. everything. We're always we go to him like he's our guru of D and D. But yeah, he works at Mission Board Games, and I'm actually going there after this to visit him. And cool. Buy Is that where you guys dice. get all your mm-hmm. D&D stuff? I try to buy stuff at Mission Board Games when possible. So this is a whole thing. Backstory is Dungeons & Dragons is a written-out, sold product, right? A lot of people play D&D as homebrew like we do, so they don't really use the sold products. And there are a lot of other tabletop role-playing games that are also written out, and you buy the book, and it's supporting artists that wrote that, blah, 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 blah. But Dungeons & Dragons is such a big machine that it's not necessarily as much of those... You need to, like, support right. it in that way. And there, there's some controversy right now with them not being diverse and right. stuff like that. Not supporting the trans yeah. community. And mm-hmm. not supporting the trans community, not supporting the black community, and BIPOC people in general. But... So we, a lot of people are saying, instead of making homebrew D&D and calling it D&D, just buy a TTRPG, tabletop role-playing game, that matches the thing you want to play. And I think that that's cool and that's a really good idea. And so we have, me and Emma are in another group where we're playing a, a game called Childish Things. Is that what it's called? Yeah, we, it's called Threadbare. It's called Threadbare. But we yeah. are, our campaign is called Childish, Childish Things. Things. Yeah. So we, we actually, like, Justin got it. So for us, for me, when I'm playing, and I played a Star Wars role-playing game for a while, and we bought the components at Mission Board Games so that we could support that artist and support that store because you can buy it on Amazon for cheaper. But I've seen those there before. Yeah. Those those are amazing. Yeah, the Star Wars ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. yeah, and Justin plays a Marvel game that's really really fun. That's also it's like a card a deck building game, which I like deck building games. I think they're really fun. But I have a Harry Potter one that's really cool, um, which we can now no longer buy. But um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a he has like boxes and boxes and boxes of this Marvel cards. You know, just like Magic the Gathering, but it's like Marvel. It's very cool. Yeah. I went off on a tangent again. That's what <laughs> that's I'm, that's I'm telling you. That's what we do. That's the point <laughs> is, yes, you can, you can and should buy from local game shops if possible. Mm-hmm. And those, they've kind of popped up here in the last couple of years. There's a lot of yeah. those There's uh, a tabletop few in town. game shops mm-hmm. yeah, popping up. Yeah. Guys, we're here in downtown Mission. We're right on the street. We're right next to the Sancho Streetside truck. Have you guys ever been to Sancho Streetside before? I have no. not. No, but I'm really excited about it. I, it smells I forget, good. I forget good. that Shawnee is not Mission because they yeah. like go by the it's same name. Two, yeah. Yeah. two towns. And so yeah. I thought I knew where I was going and then I, I didn't. Um, <laughs> but I'm very excited about this because they have it, they appear to have a building yep. and a truck. Right. So that's cool. Well, we're outside. We're keeping it safe. Yeah. Um, I need to know, guys, what's your personal taco origin story? Did you grow up a taco eater? Do you eat tacos on the regular? Let me know what what's your what's your taco backstory. Is Rebecca starting, or should we save Rebecca for last? You guys go ahead. Okay, cool. 
I'm going to start because mine's probably not super exciting. So I grew up in Fulton, Missouri, and I think we had one Mexican restaurant. It was called Jalisco's, and that was where we went if we wanted to eat tacos. We had a Taco Bell, too. So we had Taco Bell and we had Jalisco's. So that was, like, my only experience of tacos. But I would say that I liked going to Jalisco's because it became, like... Like, you know, like in TV shows when character friend groups have like a place that they all go yeah. Yeah. and like thing like you go there for your birthday, you go there for just because you want to flirt with waiters or something. And so like, that was like our place to go Holy to schools? like, it was, so cool. <laughs> it was, they were, it was, it made us feel really grown up because we would get our virgin daiquiris and uh, we would like get all the really yummy um, Mexican food. That was kind of like uh, jalapenos in Stanley, Kansas for, for me growing really? up. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, I held that. That is kind of, I guess, my origin story with tacos. Do you still eat tacos pretty frequently, or? I haven't eaten one in a while, actually. Like, since the pandemic started, I don't think I've ordered, like, a taco delivery. So I think this might oh be my, my first taco. Legas. I've had fajita, <laughs> I've, I've made fajitas. I've had maybe Chipotle once, but I've not had a taco. Okay. So. Kelsey? Okay, so I love tacos. I love, I'm putting air quotes, Mexican food. I grew up in Belton, Missouri, which is, a, there's a large Mexican population there, and I had lots a lot of- Lots of great taco places yeah, in lots and We lots just did of, Light Snack Shack a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that doesn't, I mean, it counts, that counts, but it doesn't, no, my dad, though, <laughs> okay. grew up at Light Snack Shack, lives at, we almost bought a house from that family. Oh, and, no way. Okay, so that was like my dad's dream, like I could live in, Lights Snack Shack house. <laughs> this is outrageous. And it smelled like fried food in there. I'm not even kidding. It's, but we didn't buy it. We didn't do it. But he loves that powder cheese and yeah. that like American 80s style taco. Yep. But yeah, no, we, we went to Mi Pueblito, which is now no longer there. But we went like at least once a week, if not more, as a family. And then in high school, we'd go like after school or whatever too. It wasn't necessarily a hangout spot, but it was so good. But my friend Jorge owned it, and he's a restaurateur, so he has a lot of other irons in the fire. Like, he, he does the the Day of the Dead Festival in Kansas City oh, and stuff cool. like that. Yeah, so he's a total badass. But, so we loved Mi Pueblito. That was great. But I had a reawakening on my honeymoon in San Diego this year. I got oh, wow. tacos for, like, every meal. Oh, I've heard San, San Diego, Diego yeah. is, like, the place. And fish tacos? Fish tacos, because I'm pescatarian. And they... Uh, had there were so many options all that all over the place everywhere and the first one we had i was like this is the best taco i've had in my life and then we got in an uber with a guy and he was like you're an idiot that's trash you need to go to this place this place this place so we tried some other ones and i was like each time yeah, had my first fresh San Diego ceviche on the show yeah i took a trip you should go everyone says that that's a great place it's for tacos. the taco place yeah yeah but anyway yeah i had a, a shrimp diablo taco there that like changed my life and I now am a different person. <laughs> That's why my name changed. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was not the man, it was the taco. Well, the Haruso is just Ryan. The Botwinik's new too, so That's, I blame that on the taco. <laughs> uh, Rebecca, what's your taco origin story? Well, being a Latina woman, <laughs> it was pretty much my, like, my life. Like, I uh, grew up eating tacos and like real tacos like I'm like I'm sorry I'm not judging no that's no no you're right uh, but you know traditional Mexican tacos so you know it's a it's a small corn tortilla that's fried in a pan with a little bit of grease usually from the meat that you cooked and uh, carne asada and onion and cilantro and that's about it for me I don't really put anything else on it and well a little bit of lime and but it's it's a very simple meal (laughs) like you haven't had like any since 
COVID started. And that's like pretty much all we eat at home when we just don't want to do anything. <laughs> like, it's like little baby sandwiches. It is. Like and they're really good and uh, easy to make in bulk. And so like, you mm. know, you just cook up a bunch of meat and then just heat up the tortillas and then just throw what you want on so it. So your shells are like soft. You don't do the fried ones. You oh, know how people no. Do? Oh, goodness. Yeah. No. Where they like dip them after they're made. Who does that? What culture is that? <laughs> Well, I think it's probably like a, an offshoot of like maybe the Navajo taco. And okay. somebody thought, cool, let's cool, just cool. make it smaller and handheld. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have a place in Kansas City that is close to what you had growing up that is just like some of the like some of the tacos that you ate? When well, you mostly were, my well. mother-in-law's. But, uh, <laughs> oh, does, does Mrs. Sebastian, I call it. Mrs. Sebastian <laughs> is Sebastian's last name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> does Mrs. Sebastian make like awesome Mexican food? Oh my god, yes. My mother-in-law, Lucy, she is an amazing cook, and I've learned so many Mexican recipes from her, and like she's really inspired me to learn how to make more traditional food, and because, like, you know, I, I get lazy sometimes, and I just do, like, spaghetti <laughs> like, uh-huh. but like there's also like other really good foods that are a little more effort to make but uh still just as good yeah. and um so I've been learning a lot more traditional uh food from her and I feel more you know getting in touch with my heritage and everything I love that but I also love El Maguey <laughs> do you but love El Maguey I love El Maguey but I don't really get tacos there I usually get Yolanda's uh which is just like the, the enchiladas and rice and uh a side of refried beans so. Where's that at? Where is that located? There's a um, bunch of them. There's a there's it's a like couple. A chain, right? Yeah, there's a couple in Kansas City. Um, and well, that's kind of the thing that I like them is that like I've moved around a lot most of my life, and so most towns have an El Maguey, yeah. and so yeah. it's a n- one nice constant throughout all of it. I think they're opening one in Martin City. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we've got one that's like maybe like 15 minutes away from you, where do you our live? house. Um, I live up north, kind of near uh, Barcliff. Okay. Where cool. are you? Are you in Martin City area? Uh yeah, close to that. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Their food is delicious. It is good quality food. I it gotta do always that. tastes good. Once the Martin City one opens, I hope mm-hmm. we can get over there and do it. Did they have the margaritas huge margaritas. Close? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Did the margaritas in Martin City close? It reopened. Again? It, okay. No, it's open. Okay, cool. Except the parking lot smells like Jack Stack because it's right, right. next to oh. right there. <laughs> well, guys, I really wanted to give the listeners of Taco the Town a sample of what you guys do on your podcast. Would we you love be that. willing to act out a scenario or a campaign? here on the show today absolutely as your characters yes we can imaginary roll dice yes (laughs) just kind of walk us through what an adventure would be like on your show yeah and emma if you would read i wrote a little (laughs) intro here to a scene do it in the voice yeah do it in your dungeon master voice (laughs) hopefully you can read my chicken scratch here it's a little campaign it's a scenario it's just kind of and then i want uh felix and delalia delalia and Delalia <laughs> to act out this scene. And Emma, you can do the voice of the uh, the gnome at the end. Is, is oh, that, is, there, oh is there's that a gnome at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So That's as the DM, does. I play all the NPCs. So yep. let's do this. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so cue, the, uh, cue the elven music. And try to ignore the cars driving right. through the forest. <laughs> Here is a sample of what you can expect on Spellbound, the uh, D&D homebrew podcast. Our three adventurers come across a sunlit clearing in the mystical bog forest of Gordito. A large banquet table sits in the middle of the clearing filled with delicious foodstuffs. There are enchiladas, chips and salsa, steaming fajitas, and a cornucopia overspilling with every taco imaginable. Suddenly, our adventurers see 
a purple wood gnome enter the clearing, riding a white pegasus, festooned with golden armor. The gnome shouts, Whoever can best me in battle can eat whatever food stuff they wish. But I must warn you, no one has ever defeated me. Okay, what do you okay. do? What happens what? now? <laughs> she says, what do you do? Okay. That's you, yeah. yeah. So Delalia has an eyebrow raised and she looks a little bit irritated. And she does have two weapon fighting, but it can't be done with a ranged weapon. How far away are we from him? Um, let's say that he is about uh, 10 feet in the air on this white Pegasus. Just 10 feet kind of in the like, air. In the air. He's flying. Uh, it is a Pegasus. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> no spoilers. That's the biggest spoiler. Uh, <laughs> so I think Delalia just takes a shot directly at his heart. Nope, at his throat because he's wearing the armor. And uh, she doesn't like to be trifled with. So Is she using her real arrows or her... Uh, She's using her arrow ring that she got from... Oh, no, the gag yeah, so she she puts she twists her ring and shoots and it this is intended to be non-lethal. Okay, and shoots it at the purple gnome. Del- Delalia, you pull back uh, using your magical uh, forest ring that was given to you or that you earned from yep. Nitwick Bonepicker, the leprechaun. You pull back on the string and release. A magical arrow which soars through the air. Unlike normal arrows, this arrow sounds like a semi-truck raging towards <laughs> the purple gnome. And it, as it hits him, it gives a big, like, honk. <laughs> yes. And well, did he die? He, Is he bloodied? He takes five points of damage because you hit him. Because I decided that you hit him because we don't have dice. Yeah, we don't <laughs> have dice. I rolled 26, which hit dramatically. <laughs> Dave can be our dice machine if what? you just want to yeah. decide what, what they're rolling. Yeah, pick a number. With, just happens, pick a number. Uh, seven. Oh, that's not oh, good. Oh, no. Then that's you low. don't hit so, him, Delania. I, I have a plus six to hit, so that would be 13. Yeah, so I don't hit him. I'm, you don't, I'm gonna say his armor class is 14, uh, so you don't. So, so the arrow okay. actually swoops, swooshes <laughs> right past his head. There's a lot of numbers in. Did the you just come and embarrass Delilah in, in the middle of lunch? <laughs> well, I want to know what happens to the the foodstuffs. Can we get to that? Yeah, Felix, do you take a turn real quick, and then we'll get to the foodstuffs. Do I roll the dice, or you just decide what's happening? I'm just gonna decide what happens, and then uh, okay. you decide what happens okay. with it, like right. if it succeeds or not. Okay. So Felix is baffled by the sight of a purple gnome and he wonders, dear God, what has this man done or experimented with to lead to this unfortunate skin tone? But I think Felix is going to... He's going to examine the table because Delalia seems to have it covered and just (laughs) openly attacked somebody. So he's going to see if there's maybe something on the table that's... Why exactly is this table so special? Because it's food, but why, like, is it magic food? Is it? So I'm just going to roll an investigation to see what I see on the table. All right, Dave, what Dice does Dave. she roll? Dice uh, Dave. We got a uh, 15. Nice. All yeah. right. And your investigation is like plus two? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, we'll say that's a, that's a 17. So Felix, as you look at this table, you realize that this food seems to be magically endowed with some sort of magic that it seems like if you were to sample these 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 chips and salsa or anything else on the table, you would be filled with a renowned re- renewed vitality. Oh, nice! Oh. Oh, so it's sparkling, and but it, and could it be cursed or could it be a, a it mirage? Could be. Yeah. It, I guess we could do like it, an Arcana check. Yeah, we should do an Arcana check because with totally. all we things, totally do an Arcana. Any, check. <laughs> any 
anything with that magic, you should be, anything with magic, you should be cautious because mm. sometimes DMs are tricky, and something that seems like a, a great useful sword is actually very not. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> no spoilers. Or, or a magical ring. Um, right. uh, Felix, <laughs> roll an roll an insight check then. Okay. Oh yeah, insight checks. I love these. Uh, <laughs> it's a, a eighteen. Whoa, wow, okay, so that's I'm a, doing good that's today. That's doing high. So, Felix, as you get closer to the food and you think, oh, yeah, this looks great, I should try this, you realize that uh, as you go to reach out towards the food, it almost seems like your hand passes through some of it, and you get the, uh, oh, this, you, yeah. you think about the fact that there's a purple gnome and that this might be a trap, and you, you realize that the purple gnome has sharp, pointy teeth. Uh-oh. And uh, is is saying he's talking like this now. He's a piece of shit. Oh, this guy! Uh, <laughs> I hate him. And you realize that the purple gnome is actually Nitkin Bone Picker Nitkin in disguise. Do I have? Uh, am I able to to shout to Delalia? Yes. Anything? Okay, I'm just gonna say Delalia. It's no. It's it's Bone Picker. Oh, I knew it. What a piece of human garbage. <laughs> and I I'm just gonna go up to him on the. Pegasus, can I roll an animal handling check? Yes. Uh, you get roll. advantage because I get advantage of spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a five. Oh. Oh, uh, man. Okay. Well, I think I have a plus five anyway. Sorry, so 15. Bad, bad so roll. 15. <laughs> yeah, bad roll. You're rolling really good for Felix. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So 15, Delalia, you are able to handle that animal. Okay, We've so had those days. I would assume since he's being ridden, the Pegasus is has like a whatever that's called on horses. Reins and stuff. So I, I like, ooh, woosah, shh, 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 you know, doing all the things for horses. Are you petting the Pegasus? Yeah, petting face? it. I'm calming okay. it down. Okay. I'm basically subduing it and making right. sure that it is submitting to my will. And then <laughs> as soon as it gets calm, I take the little gnome by his shirt tails and rip him off the horse. And then I pin him down to the ground and grapple him and say, what are you trying to achieve here? And take take back this stupid ring. <laughs> and I throw it back at him. <gasps> is this a cannon? Is this cannon now? <laughs> I, I, was just asking, I was just thinking that. I was like, no, I think it's are, are tacos part of your universe? We've yet to find them in our universe. We, we have had canapes, so I don't think it's uh, unheard, it would be unheard of. No, yeah, certain that's true. I'm sure my parents have tacos. Yeah. Well, that, that I wrote was, them. That... <laughs> That was awesome. Thank you for acting that out. Yeah. Um, unless, do you want to wrap it up somehow? Uh, I think, Delalia, once you reveal who this is and you hold him accountable, Nitkin transforms back into his leprechaun form and he blows a raspberry at you. I, I can't do it. There it is. Oh, it's so undignified. But he, he would do it. And so he blows a raspberry at you and he poofs out of existence. And the Pegasus is left behind. Nice. Do the tacos all, does all the food disappear off yeah. the table? All of the food disappears except for one plate of food. What is that plate, Dave? It's a, uh, it's a uh, fajita slash uh, gordita type Ooh. thing. Okay. It's left sitting in the middle of the, the, the clearing and on the ground. it's steaming. It's still hot and steamy. Oh, my God. What do you do? Should I, we split it? Let's split it. Let's have Lauren try some. Lauren. <laughs> you use your just dragon for, as a taste who's, who's Lauren? Lauren is my pseudo dragon. Okay. And I'm going to say, just so that you can make informed consent, I want you to understand that this is food that we found in the forest. <laughs> and he's like, bop, bop, bop. and then he oh, goes yeah, and know. tries it and doesn't die, and then we eat it. Yay! Okay, sounds good. Yay! Awesome. That was great. Let's give, let's give a big round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. 
Every week here on the show, I like to check the taco news stories of yeah. the week. This is the taco ticker. You want to do this? I've been quivering yes. with anticipation. All right, Me let's too. do it. All right, here we go. Taco ticker story number one. Um, 7-Elevens in Florida oh my God. have oh. been approved to add little mini taco stands <gasps> into the 7-Elevens. A pair of 7-Eleven convenience stores approved for Westlake got the okay Monday a couple weeks ago to add taco counters. Oh my God. The 4-0 votes by the Westlake Council at its meeting mean the burgeoning city will have three convenience stores with gas stations and taco restaurants within half a mile of each other. The city council approved plans for both 7-Elevens last year. A second approval was required to add food service to both and make other changes to the site plans to accommodate the new taco joints including adding grease traps and landscaping. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, hey. The changes approved by the council Monday will allow for the taco restaurant inside 7-Eleven, while also giving the project the okay to move forward with new, more contemporary exterior design that includes an outdoor seating area. What do you guys think of uh, 7-Eleven adding little taco stands? Is that is that good? Is that bad? I, I'm sure, well, mm, I feel like this is a kind of a double-edged sword here because I'm like, it, yes, it's great to add tacos to, to gas stations. The more the merrier. The more the merrier. However, it is a gas station in Florida. But it's 7-Eleven. And 7 I feel 11. like that is a loaded, uh, <laughs> a loaded product to ingest. But it was voted four to zero, which shows that everybody is definitely on board with tacos. So they're tacos. setting themselves up for this. They are setting themselves up for also, this. Also, like Florida needs all luck. the help it can get. Honestly. So if, if they could get some more tacos and more accessible forms. But every half mile, are they going to, is yeah. that going to be an issue? Like, maybe they should spread them out a little bit. Um, there's not too much land available in Florida, so that's a lot of tacos. Yeah. Or is it going in existing 7-Eleven? I think it's going in existing. They're going to spruce them up a bit. I think it's interesting they're making, like, a, a front, like, a storefront of seating for this, too. I'm like, a 7-Eleven trying to, you know, kind of breach the chasm into family dining? Yeah. Well, and we've seen Quick so. Trips here getting little outdoor seating and stuff, so might, maybe it'll be similar to that. Mm. I'm 100% have, on board. Have you yeah. had the mini mini tacos at 7-Eleven before? I have not. What about any of the roller items at 7-Eleven? Uh, I, I believe I had a hot dog once in a drunken stupor. Sure. Okay. Yeah, and, like, I, I don't get them at 7-Eleven because the only ones near... I live in town, so, like, the only ones near me don't have them. But, like, Quick Trip roller items are great. Yeah. yeah. I assume it's the same. Yes. Oh, Quick Trip. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if this concept flies and uh, if it'll ever move up, you know, north. I just think there needs to be options for people all the time to be able to be high as balls and eat whatever <laughs> you need to eat to make that pass. Or, you know, if you're with your family oh. on a family vacation, you oh, can yeah. stop and eat tacos. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> Why couldn't Taco Bell yeah, when yeah, you yeah. can have just 7-Eleven tacos? Right. Well, we, I'm canceling Taco Bell because I hate it now. I know. Uh, they took everything off yeah, the menu. Everything. Potatoes. When you remove potato products from Taco Bell, I guess we're done. Their I french fries were my favorite thing. Were you the guys upset were... about the Mexican pizza going away? No. I never, I never, I never tried it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that same box, which was their reasoning or whatever, is what tostadas come in right. which i do love mm -hmm. tostadas are like an original yeah. taco bell menu item well you couldn't you couldn't get like normal tostadas anymore anyway right. all they had was the spicy tostada which yep. i do enjoy but you probably haven't had that because it has the spicy mayonnaise on it yeah no i can't eat it with the mayonnaise you're not a spicy mayonnaise fan i'm allergic to eggs and i'm also allergic to soy lecithin so okay. a lot of prepackaged products i actually cannot consume yeah including mayonnaise <laughs> I mean, I think uh, a 7-Eleven tacos might become a, like, uh, a bad phrase to say. If these are not successful, people are like, oh, man, 
that's as bad as a 7-Eleven taco. Uh, <laughs> you know? Or, like, you know how good the Slurpees are? And they're, everyone knows they're great. Maybe it'll become right. the next great thing. Oh, yeah. you know, a 7-Eleven nope. Slurpee with a taco? That uh, actually does not sound bad, especially for, like, a high schooler during the summer. Treat. That's a good point. What, yeah. about, a, what about a taco-flavored slushy? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Vomit emoji. <laughs> All right, uh, taco ticker story number two. Um, this is um, this is another this is a Taco Bell story. We talked about it a little Segway. bit on last week's episode. Taco Bell is going to start selling jalapeno noir 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 noir, noir. <laughs> jalapeno noir red wine. Okay, I'm a sommelier. Yeah, and I did not know that. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent down to try this because you know okay. I might bring my own glass, but. It should absolutely be tried. I want to know what, what the deal is. Are they adding jalapeno to the Pinot Noir grape it's mixture to the mash? Or are they like, is it a Pinot Noir that just has hints of jalapeno? You know what I mean? That's that's a good that's question. That's the question. Um, so we have to try it. We have to see. I am intrigued because, like, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of sweet wines, and I do like spicy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, how spicy is this yeah, wine going to be? I, I feel like it would be good. I or a Shiraz, I, though, not yeah. a Pinot. Yeah. It's weird. But, you know, it might be good, like, for cooking, maybe. Like, <laughs> if you're making, like, if you're cooking a steak or something like that, and you mm-hmm. want to, like, marinate it in some red okay. wine, um, red wine with gloss. some jalapeno yeah. in it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that could, that could work, maybe. It says here it's just a limited edition beverage that will be available exclusively in Canada. Oh, of course. What the hell? They get all the good Why does stuff? Canada get the McRib and the <laughs> jalapeno Pinot Noir? And the bratwurst. Did you know McDonald's has a bratwurst? Because they have health care. They can handle maybe it. Maybe they're being rewarded for <laughs> taking care of the COVID situation. Yeah, so they well. are. Mood. Um, it's just because they speak multiple languages. It says <laughs> it will be able to. you'll be able to order it online and at select Taco Bell locations in Toronto and Hamilton. And the wine will be available for delivery through Uber Eats. Okay. Oh, you can get it in Uber Eats? So you can't just go to a Taco Bell and drink it inside or get it in the drive-thru? Is that what they're Because they saying? have to get a liquor license right. to yeah. consume. And now they just have to get a liquor license to sell. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, this, is, uh, this will help you, uh, Kelsey. It says it has notes of wild strawberry, cherry, and bee beetroot. Okay, yeah. Uh, the specialty drink would pair with just about anything from the Taco Bell menu. The brand suggests drinking it with the toasted cheesy chalupa. That sounds, yeah, sounds pretty spot sounds on. Sounds like a very... <laughs> the wild uh, strawberry is a little weird because it, it must just be really young. Like, honestly, it must be like we're, we're drinking a, a 2018 jalapeno Pinot it's, Noir. It's just so bizarre that they would choose a red wine because when I think of Taco Bell or be Mexican a food... It or a soft well, uh, Mexican food in general, like, I don't think of like, oh yeah, I'm going to get my myself a, a, a tostada and a fajita and some red wine you get like a, a margarita or something so yeah, they could have started with yeah I, I feel like a margarita <laughs> would have been a safer bet uh-huh. for taco bell especially or a nice since light beer. a nice totally. light beer because i'm like you know taco bell is what you get when you're drunk or like when you i like, just really don't care about yourself or if in it's the moment. 10 a.m and you yes. love yourself and you need to get some breakfast yes because some people <laughs> do love it uh, <laughs> I, I will to. acknowledge those people and their feelings. Me and uh, Ryan have eaten breakfast inside of a Taco Bell. Really? Yeah. Oh, you have? I can't Weird, eat their right? menu, but never I can eat their breakfast menu, but it looks oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I've never eaten breakfast in a Taco Bell. Have you guys ever, this is kind of off topic, but not. <laughs> have you guys ever eaten at a Taco John? Yeah. I yeah. have. I like that. I actually, uh-huh. I like that better than Taco Bell. Remember when their motto used to be... <laughs> There's a whole lot of Mexican going on at Taco John's. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then they shortened it to just a whole lot of Mexican. <laughs> oh, no. 
Yeah. Why didn't they choose the last part instead I need to put, of like a whole lot going on? I need to put that on all of my descriptors on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. It's a yeah. whole lot of Mexicans. If they're not using it anymore, you might as well you take it. You could use the old, talk, the old, talk, the old uh, Taco John's logo. Yeah. Oh, yes. But they have the potato tails on it. For potato they have the potato olays. That's they, why I like them. If they got rid of the potato olays, the whole world would burn. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's just, but yeah, the red wine just seems like a a bizarre it's a bold choice. Maybe yeah, it's because, a Canadian thing. Maybe Canadians are really into so that. they need it. So if we have any listeners in Canada and you would like to send us a sample mm. of this oh, wine, that. Oh we, would we would that. love that. How would they package it? I'm down. Just message Just us through it. Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Mm-hmm. At Spellpod. At Spellpod. <laughs> at the Spellpod. At oh, the Spellpod. At the Spellpod. Okay, I got one more story <laughs> here. This is the segment of the show called Cheesy Gordita Crime. Yes. <gasps> Cheesy Gordita Crime. This is where we talk about crime stories that happened recently at a Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here we go. Nude motorist thought it was okay to use Taco Bell drive through naked. Sorry, why isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's confined. <laughs> He's not an, in there. An Oklahoma man made a run for the border that didn't include his pants, according to Oklahoma City Police. Christopher Sale reportedly got into his brand-new Ford Ranger and drove two miles to an Oklahoma City Taco Bell where he allegedly went through the drive-thru naked and placed his order. So what that is, what you're seeing there is regrets because he just bought a Ford Ranger, <laughs> a brand new Ford Ranger. So now he's Donald Ducking it, getting tacos, <laughs> and he he doesn't have any hopes or dreams left. And that's when you get Taco Bell. <laughs> that's Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, uh, it says he's a 61-year-old man. Oh. Yep. oh. The 41-year-old restaurant worker manning the pickup window accepted payment and handed him his food. When the naked man asked if he could add a taco to the order, the female employee asked a 26-year-old colleague to deal with the pantsless patron. According to police, the man then requested extra sauces. I mean, they yeah. always, they always yeah. short yeah. on the sauces. I know. Well, and they're free. It's just more is more. The man reportedly pulled away only to return a short time later, still naked, asking for more sauces. <laughs> Cops were called to the eatery shortly before 9 p.m., where an officer reportedly arrived to find the naked man still in line, still naked. When an officer told Sale to exit his truck, he reportedly reached for his truck's gear shift, sussed out the traffic in front of him, and turned off the car when the police yelled at him not to do it. He was <laughs> this ordered- guy sounds very white. He was ordered- <laughs> yeah. is, there, is, this, is there a male version of Karen? Yeah. Uh, I think it, yeah, is it like Chad or Chad. Kevin? Kevin. Kevin. We're, we're Kevin. deciding right this now. Is Kevin. Yeah. This is a Kevin. Sorry uh, to any actual Kevins out there. We yeah, love you. He was told to get out again, and he made a statement about not wanting to because of the state he was in. Sure. Uh, the officer reported uh, that he reminded him of the fact that he made the decision to drive this way and told him to get out of the car. Yeah. Sale reportedly had a white towel on the floor of his car. Okay. His car's passenger side, and he was allowed to retrieve it. He allegedly confessed that his clothes were in the laundry when... Hunger struck and didn't think going through the drive through naked twice would be an issue. I don't buy it. Yeah, there's more to this story. Yeah, I'm like, well, there's a white towel on the other side of yeah. it. And, like, he's electively naked. Like, yeah. he could have covered up during this entire process. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm I, like, <laughs> this was just a poor choice. It sounds like a kink, maybe. Like, yeah. he, he was going through this there, to make this young woman at the drive through yeah. see her, see him naked. And, and make her uncomfortable and feel that power. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he could have easily just covered himself with the towel. As long as, like, his lower half was covered, I feel like I wouldn't have called the cops well, then, if he was naked except for his lower half. Well, then the argument that he's like, all of my clothes were in the dryer, in the washer. Yeah. And I'm like, you didn't have a single 
a pair yeah. of anything, or like, like a bathroom. Like how not how even few clothes do you have that you could not cover yourself up? You know, yeah. use a pillowcase for God's sake. Yeah. Like, it's I think we're siding with Taco Bell on this. Yes, yeah. we are. We're definitely <laughs> on the side of Taco Bell. Uh, the, the cops said that he stopped almost nonstop while en route to the detention center about how unfair the situation was because he didn't know that it was illegal to drive naked. And he claimed his genitalia had been covered with a towel during his visits. So definitely white. <laughs> definitely white. <laughs> sorry, Kevin. Uh, sorry, Officers Kevin. believe it was Sale's intention to be seen naked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There are those people out there. Classic. I wonder what he ordered. Yeah. Maybe a maybe a. Um, a, a uh, Crunchwrap Supreme. Crunchwrap Supreme. Yeah. Well, because he has to have a hand free. Right. <laughs> well, well, whatever's going well, on. Maybe he heard that Taco Bell was taking everything delicious off their menu and oh. decided to run and get it while he's it was getting like, it still good. Late. And yeah. so he's like, oh, no, no, they're taking everything off. I've got to go. I, can't I have wait no pants. For my clothes to Screw dry. the pants. <laughs> <laughs> I must have these potatoes before they're gone. Oh There's just so much crime happening at Taco Bell. Uh-huh. I mean, if they add wine, I mean, it's just going to make things worse, don't you think? Well, I want to see the stats of like what crimes look like in Canada. Because maybe that's why they chose that clientele. Right. Well, guys, thanks for checking the taco ticker with me. Yeah, thank you. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay. Hey, everybody. Dave from Taco the Town here. I wanted to let all of our listeners know about a new podcast from our executive producer, Chris Garibaldi. It's called The Lost and Found and Rewound Podcast. It's a movie review podcast where Chris and his old childhood chums, Jim and Rick, review movies from their childhood that they watched on VHS and they remember being great. They watch the film again and determine if the film that they loved as teens holds up or if it should be lost forever. They review movie classics such as The Wicker Man and Sharky's Machine. So be kind and unwind with the Lost and Found and Rewound podcast. Available now on Podbean. All right, this part of the show is called Town of the Taco. Town of the Taco. Kansas City, you're the place I love. This is where we discuss the town that the tacos are in. (laughs) Kansas City. I have a cup here filled with Kansas City topics, and uh, I'll have you guys pull a topic. Each of you pull a topic from the cup, and we will discuss. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. (laughs) Museums and stuff. Museums and stuff. You guys have a favorite museum or place like them in stuff in Kansas City? (laughs) There Um, is a store called Stuff in Kansas City. Yes, there is. In uh, Brookside, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Stuff and things. Um, So I think that obviously the Nelson's great. Um, The Nelson Museum. Is it reopened? Yes. It's reopened, right? (laughs) It is. And um, cool. Um, And my (laughs) friends went a couple weeks ago and they said it was really, it felt really safe. Like they. Man, you could only go at a certain time, and they mandated that you choose where you're going, and uh, they didn't want. They recommended like not touching the rails and stuff like that. So, so it is open. It's available. Um, I think Tuesday through Sunday. Like they're closed on Mondays, which was always frustrating when I used to be. That was my one day off, you know. <laughs> but, but yeah. So I like the Nelson a lot. I love the Kemper, but I don't know what their status is right now. Uh, I went to the Kemper probably in like uh, April or May, and it was oh, open. okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. Just have to wear a mask. But yeah. I haven't, I haven't been in a while. Well, no, you're not touching stuff. Yeah. Like. Well, I like to touch the paintings. Right. So. <laughs> right, which we it's know. Kind of frustrating yeah. for me. So. Well, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have to give that up. You know. Right. <laughs> I like to kiss them. Yeah. Caress them. As the artist intended. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. I know. Like, they frown upon appreciate that, which I don't really get, It's weird. Because, like, when people don't, like, applaud and yell out at symphonies, it's like, you know that the artist is like, nobody's even paying attention. Like, they feel bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I know that there are a lot of other really good galleries in town and stuff, but what's the situation with First Fridays and stuff? Has that not been happening? I just had to take down my uh, gallery at, at oh, the Bower because yeah. First Fridays is, like, yeah. dead. Well, so. and, and our, I wonder if people are being kind and understanding about like not charging for spaces and stuff anymore because they still have to pay their bills so yeah I doubt it (laughs) it's a hard time to be an artist for sure Uh, and first Fridays was always it was already kind of going down just because of the crime problem uh, that that shooting that happened yeah Yeah. it's a bummer everything's a bummer everything's wrong 2020 (laughs) Emma and Rebecca do you have a favorite museum or place you'd like to go in Casey I mean, I was going to say the Nelson, too. I really, I used to do murder mystery scavenger hunts there, like, as one of my freelance jobs. That's fun. Super haunted, isn't it? (laughs) Have you been there, like, at night? I I haven't at at night, but I think it would be pretty cool and creepy. But, like, the scavenger hunts, I got to kind of just sit and, like, wait for the people. And so I've spent a good amount of time just, like, hanging out at the Nelson. And it's just a really chill place to go. I like to, like, I've done a couple first dates at the Nelson. Always a great first date place. So Yeah, I always bring out-of-town guests there. Yeah. Yeah, It's good. It's my favorite place to go. I love the Egyptian uh, area. Um, That's the best. That's fun. Yeah, I'm yeah. not from Kansas City, so I honestly am not familiar with a whole lot of the museums and stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but you hate, I have you been. Hate art. Yes, clearly, I, uh-huh. I despise it. <laughs> it's the worst art. form of self-expression ever mm-hmm. created. Um, but uh, I've uh, I've been to the Nelson Atkins, and I loved it. The Egyptian uh, wing was just gorgeous, and uh, I loved the um, the uh, French. Uh, uh, pottery that they had like uh, the the I, I don't know I really loved seeing all that stuff and like there was like this this they had like this table set up of like what like a, a like a feast or something would look like back then and like they had like oh, all cool. these like like tea tower things and it was just stunning I was so just like cool. oh god like and I just eat off a paper plate most of the time but um, <laughs> uh, I did used to go to First Fridays a lot like that was kind of where I would go to see art and because um, um me and Sebastian really like supporting local uh, creators and content. Thank so you. that's where we would go. And yeah, because COVID, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. All right, Emma, do you want to pull a topic? Yeah. Casey has the best blank in the world. Ooh. Make a statement. Yeah, this is big. <laughs> this what do, you, is what big. do you think? I mean, well, we know that we have the best baseball team and the best football team in the world because right. we won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big sports person, though, so I can't speak to that. Um, right I mean, now, yeah, we do have the best right? football team. Yeah. We do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people always say barbecue in that yeah, spot. Yeah, right. That's which, what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but what outside of barbecue, what do you guys think? I think we have some great parks. <gasps> we do have park. good parks. That's another I good I think place. we have, okay, so I don't know how to say this in an easy phrase, but what about like um, history of mob culture? Bear with me. So the fact that we didn't completely shut down during the prohibition, good for us. It means that I feel like we're a relatively small city, but we would be even smaller if we had lost all of that growth. We wouldn't mm-hmm. have had a great jazz scene. So Oh yeah, jazz. Uh-huh. Kansas City has some really yeah. great jazz. Really great jazz. 
Yeah, the mob and jazz history in Kansas mm-hmm. City is great. Yeah, it's good. And it's like now filled us with so many great stories. I'm not going to say, hey, Kansas City, got to bring back the mob. Bring back the mob. <laughs> but, like, bring back that mafia. Let's loosen some of that stuff, keeping the mob away. Let's, it seemed like stuff was going well. All those regulations. All those regulations. Yeah, we got some good uh, speakeasies. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's I'm sure there are probably some better speakeasy cities mm-hmm. in America, but Kansas Maybe. City's got some good ones. Yeah, we have some really good ones. I, I love those. That Like a fancy bar. I want to spend the $22 for the cocktail. And then like have to wait outside and be sneaky about getting in. I want it. Mm-hmm. Are those places still open or are they all closed because of COVID? Know. I bet they're I closed. mean, if they're true to their name, they're going to stay open no matter <laughs> what. <Right. laughs> yeah, the fact that we don't know is part of it. Oh, yeah. Good, good thought. <laughs> Uh, Rebecca, what do you think? I would say kind of along that same vein, I think Kansas City, as somebody who's not from here, I would say Kansas City has a wonderful balance between its past and its future. I feel like it respects, um, you know, certain buildings and locations and they strive to, you know, keep keep familiarity in the city and um, just the community in general. But at the same time, they're not afraid to branch out and reach new things. Like there's a lot of... Um, uh, high-end companies and uh, chefs and stuff that have been coming to KC mm-hmm. r- lately in the past few years. And I feel like uh, Kansas City is definitely moving forward. It is not a stagnant city. Yeah. But at the same time, they respect where they came from. And yeah. I really appreciate that balance. That's a very uplifting thought. That's like margarita that. talking. Oh, yes. <laughs> what an yes, amazing tequila. answer. Right <laughs> what a good one. Yeah. All right, Rebecca, I'll have you pull a topic from the okay. KC Cup. Weirdest place in KC. Weirdest place Whoa, in KC. Weirdest place in KC. What are you going to do it? Go. Been you st- probably know weirder spots than like me and Emma do. Not, uh, no, like this is a compliment. You're weird. I thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what's something that honestly made me stop. Honestly, I think just the bottoms I think are really weird to me because I used to live down near that area and every time I go there, I feel like somebody is playing a prank on me because there is nothing down there, but yet mm. everything apparently is down there. But yet right. you can't, can't see it. It's all hidden. Yeah. yeah. You can't find it. You can't like, drive through it and be like, oh, that must be that thing they're talking about. Nope. I've had to go to costume fittings down there, and I've gone to a couple events down there, mm-hmm. and every time I go down there, I get so frustrated because I'm like, where is everyone? Yeah. And yet apparently that is the place to be. You're so right. And yeah. it is, it's it's like walking into the twilight zone because oh it's there is nothing, and yet apparently everything, everything is there. It's a very trapped in time area. Of yeah, the city. but I think that's well, probably it's affordable, the, I guess, for people to have cool little shops and projects. But yeah. again, yeah, where are they? Where <laughs> are you though? Like there is like, and like nobody has like outside advertisements or anything to say. Yeah. This is a store. This yeah. this this is an occupied building. And it makes it very weird too because that's where all the haunted houses are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just it's so it's bizarre. As hell. Yeah. And every time I get down there, I get lost and yeah. I get yes. so turned around. And I'm I just. I think out of every place I've been to in KC so far since I moved here, that's the one place where I just leave confused every time, just immensely confused. Oh, wow, guys. Our tacos are here. Tacos. What do you say? Let's uh, put these tacos to the test. Okay, our tacos are here. What did everybody order? Emma and I actually just switched our orders because I didn't realize that what I ordered was the street taco, with uh, steak and cilantro and lime. Also came with mayo, and as I mentioned earlier, I have an allergy issue, and so I can't eat it. And so Emma was kind enough to switch with me because she got basically the same thing, but with chicken. Yeah, and no mayo. Yeah. So I'm excited to try what Rebecca ordered. Mm. (laughs) I got the jackfruit tacos. Um, One of them is just like their jackfruit taco, and then one of them, which has like 
it looks like mango and arugula and stuff on it. And then the other one is their their classic taco that they make that is just made with jackfruit instead of like beef or chicken. Did anybody get the downtown taco? Uh, no. Is that the top Sorry. one on the list? Okay, so I, I got think, that, yeah. but with jackfruit. Yeah, I got a downtown taco with um, beef, and I got the um, carbone asada. Which one was that? Mm-hmm. Asada is uh, steak. So yeah, I got did, the. Did you get steak or chicken? I got the steak. Okay. And then I got the, which this looks like the one that you got, Rebecca. Uh, that's the, just their classic street taco? Yeah, street taco. Okay, so we have a single tortilla. A lot of times I see a double tortilla on these kind of tacos. You know what I mean? Yeah, what's with everybody going to tackle first here? I'm going with the downtown first. Yeah. I will give them this. Their meat is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It is not dry. It is juicy and feel, it tastes like it's, it is just right off the grill. So you're definitely not getting leftovers. Dude, yeah, this jackfruit is actually fly as fuck. Like, it's not always great. It's always fine. But they clearly marinated it for a long time and mm-hmm. cooked it for a really long time. It's really moist and like flavorful and easy to eat. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to piggyback on what Rebecca said. This meat is amazing. Mm-hmm. So good. I'm having the downtown as well. This is great. I think yeah, I was <laughs> In case we all die. So if they find this tape. recording. Yeah. How do you feel about the tortilla? I think they're homemade. These are definitely homemade like I would say just going off of the elasticity and like just how light it is, these are probably made every morning. Into that. They are really good. Yeah, and they're holding together really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very sturdy. Which is why we only need one instead mm-hmm. of two. <laughs> Which is why you use corn tortillas instead of flour, because flour tortillas do not hold well together. This is a great taco. Yeah, Honestly. you probably had more tacos in more places than the rest of us, obviously. Oh, yeah. What so is good. your favorite taco? Mm-hmm. I really can't. I can't decide. Really? It's like yeah. asking him to choose his favorite child, Kelsey. Yeah. Out of my seven children. It's Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be Jimmy. That kid's great. Yeah, my parents have four kids, and they do openly say it's me. So, <laughs> My mom insists that she doesn't have a favorite, but I'm like, um, out of nine of us, you have to have a favorite. <laughs> like, There has to be one that's not problematic. This is one of the best. Oh, my gosh. This taco, I don't mm-hmm. even know. This has got to be the... Uh, Asada. Mm-hmm. This is really am- simple, amazing. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like we got really lucky. Yeah, with the location we got to visit with. Yeah, Dave. we could have had a bad taco place. I wish they had a little more queso fresco on this, but you know what? I bet if you asked, you could probably get it yeah. as a side. More it's is really more good. when it comes to queso fresco. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with cheese, <laughs> fresh or otherwise. Fresh or otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is good. Oh, oh my god! Thank you so much. Oh nice. You just got awesome. some water. Dude. Oh, yes. This okay. place is amazing. I'm Come here. <laughs> Not, and the service has been excellent. They like, have been, yeah. Because, like, our setup is kind of a little odd today. We're definitely so blocking the whole sidewalk. We're definitely blocking a sidewalk <laughs> right now um, because there's this whole Oktoberfest going on, and so the back where this usually would be is not available. And they're still going out of their way to check on us and make sure that our drinks mm-hmm. are full, that we don't need anything. Yeah. We asked if they had green salsa, and they didn't have any, and so they brought us some free guacamole. Seriously, you guys need to come down here. This place yeah. is bomb. Okay, um, I want to know, guys, what would you give these tacos here at Sancho Streetside? Do you have a final rating out of five golden tacos being the best? I mean, I would give it a five. This is the best taco I've had all year. Yeah. Yeah. Best taco since February. (laughs) That's right. How did you know? Only taco since February. (laughs) I would say, like, this is actually a different review, but on five golden tacos scale, but vegan, absolutely five plus. Like, it is really difficult to find solid vegan food, and these people clearly, like, 
are willing to work with that, and that's really, really cool. And the guac was really good, too. So mm-hmm. just make sure you... I think one of my jackfruit tacos had an aioli on it, so just ask for that. Super good. Um, I would also definitely give it five gold tacos. Like, as somebody who grew up eating this stuff, it is extremely good, accurate. The ingredients are fresh. And also, for people who don't like spice, the the spices and the flavoring is so delicate to the palate, yeah. but it is not enough to overwhelm you and make you feel like you need to drink, like, five glasses yeah. of water. Like, this is a it's friendly meal. It's not trying meal. to prove anything. Yeah, yeah, it's not trying to prove yeah. anything. This is definitely a friendly meal for any palate to enjoy. And I would definitely recommend getting it with a nice Modelo or a margarita because it is so delectable. And I only got two, and I kind of wish I got three. Mm-hmm. These are good. And they do catering, too, so you can hire Sancho oh, yeah. Street Side to cater your event. I wish I knew about this before my wedding. They yeah. actually have, <laughs> have an event later today, so you might see the Sancho Street Side truck driving around town. Mm. Um, but most of the time they're here in, on Johnson Drive here in Shawnee. Yeah. And they have a little event space in here where you can eat inside if you feel comfortable with that. But you can also eat outside as well. So Their inside location seems really cool and like it's open and sort of edgy looking but still really accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm a fan. Be, I think it'd be pretty easy to social distance inside too. Mm-hmm. Just That's with huge. like the number of people who are in there and how much space there is. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go 4.7 out of five golden tacos. Mm. Is that, what's your average? Uh, four, yeah, what's your basis of comparison? 4.7 out of, <laughs> okay. I'm usually pretty high. Like I've said on the intro of the show, I've never met a taco I didn't mm. like. So these were great. I want to try all of them on the menu because each one is different, you mm-hmm. know? Do you think you'll come back? Like, do you revisit? Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just a big taco cycle for me. So we like the tacos here? Oh, mm-hmm. yes. so much. Uh, we usually do a segment called Bad Reviews, Red in a Funny Voice, but we're keeping things positive, so we're going to do some good reviews in funny voices. Yes. You guys want to read some of these? Yeah, yeah, please. Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Rebecca, who do you have there? Camden D says, I mean, it's no Taco Bell, but it's okay. Man, I love Taco Bell. The way the cheese be melting in your mouth like a warm glass of milk. Oh, yeah, I love Taco Bell cheese. Give me that cheese. In short, good restaurant, but not Taco Bell. Five stars. Oh, my God. (laughs) Also, five stars, but then they, like, I get it, though. Like, Taco Bell is the gold standard. (laughs) That was a great one. Tiger M says, Came here on a whim on Cinco de Mayo and so glad I did. Not only were the street tacos stupid cheap on Tuesday, these particular ones, downtown tacos, were $2.50 a pop, but they were really flavorful and light. I didn't feel queasy full from any grease, and yet I still feel full. For a taco, it felt relatively healthy. I ordered beef and chicken, and while the beef was good, I'll be going back for the chicken. The grilled chicken tasted to be char-grilled, and it was honestly something I've never had before in a taco, but I'm eager to get again. Between that and the other variety of tacos and meats offered, I'm grateful for this food truck and the brewery it works with. Five stars. (laughs) That was really cute. She's a doll. I can do that or I can do a fire Yes. Oh, my God. Do your baffling accent. We were in from out of town and we were planning to eat somewhere else, but the atmosphere was not what we were looking for. The aroma coming in from Sancho's was too good to resist, even though the restaurant was empty. We allowed the employee to give us a, a pick, a pick what to order us. We were clueless. Oh, my goodness. It was amazing. Honestly, my only complaint 
would be for the canned soda versus fountain drinks, but I, I didn't even mind at all too much. Tacoed were amazing. The, <laughs> the kids weren't thrilled by, about their nachos until they tried them. One bite, and the next thing we know, they are trying to lick the papers. Wish we had a Sancho's where we live. Five stars. Nice. Yeah. That's actually a really good review. <laughs> it kid, is. Like, kid, I'm like, that's honestly nice. The kids were trying to pick, lick the lick paper. The pap- I love also that it's like, <laughs> the little shits hadn't even tried it yet. And they're yeah, like, they're like <laughs> no. I don't want it. I won't. I won't. I want to go build. Well, they were from uh, Ireland, so. Oh, yeah. Scotland. Yeah, they would Scotland, they were yeah. halflings. Yeah. yeah, they were halflings. They could be from anywhere. And I totally agree on that review about them smelling it and walking in and just being mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. Uh, mesmerized by the smell of the, the making the tacos. I'm sure people do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, um, to recap, Sancho Streetside usually can be found at 11101 Johnson Drive, Suite 110 here in Shawnee, Kansas, 66203. But they're also a food truck. They also do catering. I would highly recommend it. This place has been recommended to me about three times in the last month to do on the show. So I'm glad we finally got here to do it. If you're having a hankering for some tasty tacos, please stop on by. You won't be disappointed. We'll be right back after this break. Taco the town, taco the town. 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 And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. Okay, guys, this is Taco Topics. This is the in-depth taco questionnaire. I've got taco questions. I need your taco answers. Are you ready? So ready. Tell it to me straight. Don't don't BS me on this, okay? Okay, we won't. Here we go. Question one out of 456. What's the one thing you look for in a taco? Flavor. Quality of meat. (laughs) Cheese. (laughs) Were you satisfied with the amount of cheese on these tacos? There was zero cheese. Yeah. But I guess then I don't look for that because I enjoyed it. All right. Question number two. Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? Soft. 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 Okay. Hot or mild salsa? Hot. Mild. Usually hot. Or maybe just a little bit of lime. Did you put some lime on those tacos yes. today? I did, yes. The lime, lime is lime. wonderful on the I chicken. I also want lots of salt, always. Salt. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is a big one. Pro oh. cilantro or no cilantro? Pro cilantro. Pro cilantro. No cilantro. <gasps> if you had some bad cilantro experiences, Emma? Is yeah, I think I have. You can't no, I can eat it. Like I think it was on that last taco, yeah. but it was fine there. But I've had other experiences where I've eaten cilantro in something, and I've been like, oh, what is that taste that I can't like put my finger on? Cause it tastes like soap to it's some people, right? It's fresh and soapy, yeah. The soap people, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it tastes like soap Sebastian to me. hates it. So it's fine more for me. I do taste soap, but still like it? What does that mean about me? <laughs> I mean, it means that you like soap. I like Or that soap. you like to curse a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I like to curse a lot, yeah. But yeah, when I'm cooking, if I'm putting cilantro in something, like, I'll just eat it, like, yeah. out of the bag. Yeah. Like, the stalks are delicious and crisp, mm-hmm. so. Like mint or, like, basil, same yeah, deal. It's, yeah, it's, it's nice to chew on while you work, mm-hmm. while you're in the kitchen. Agreed. Not when you're at work, while you work in the kitchen. <laughs> All right, this is a big one. Uh, favorite side dish, chips and salsa, chips and queso, chips and guac. Yes. Chips and guac. All of the above? <laughs> All of the above. All of the above, for sure. F, Mary kill, salsa, queso, guac. I would marry queso because I feel it's reliable and you can have it at any time of day. I would fuck the guac because <laughs> it is delicious, but I don't always want it. And I'd probably kill the salsa because not everybody makes good salsa. True. I would say fuck, fuck the queso because it's like not for me, not an all the time thing, but I am really, really into it. But marry the salsa because for me, salsa can go on anything and should go on anything. We get that a lot. A lot yeah. of people say salsa is reliable. Put it it's on always your eggs. There for put you. it on your supper. Yeah. Put it on your lunch. Put it on your cocktails. Stop. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> definitely kill guac because it's avocados are hard. Sometimes they're not good. And when there's not good ones, they're nasty. Uh-huh. I would marry guac because it's my favorite. I would kill queso because I don't like queso. And I would fuck salsa because if I can find a good green salsa, then it's worth it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Okay. If you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? Pasta. Or I've been watching a lot of Degrassi lately, so pasta. Um, <laughs> Can- is that how Canadians say pasta? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> pasta. I love it. Um, no, pasta for sure. Any cultural pasta. Like, I like ramen. I like rice noodles. I like, like, my, my family is Sicilian, so there's that whole idea of, like, Italian pasta. But egg noodles, fuck it. All of them. I want it all. I don't know what I eat. What about you, Rebecca? Tacos are usually what I eat. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, You've it's been my foiled. Good. I know, I've been foiled. <laughs> um, I guess sushi. We eat a, we eat oh, a lot yeah. of sushi. If we're not getting yeah. tacos, like if we're not going to like El Maguey or something for tacos, we're usually going out for sushi. I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll cheat and I'll say sushi too because I, I really love sushi. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a favorite sushi place in KC? Well, mine was Nara, but it closed yeah. down. Yeah. So I really like Friends Bento. Um, I was going to say Friends Bento is my favorite too. They have a happy hour on Mondays. And is that on the River Market? No, it's on 39th oh. Street. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I good. really like them. They're right there by Bob Wasabi, which is also like... As far as, like, excellent sushi, that's a good place, but it's a little pricey and it's fancy, you know, and small. I really like the sushi, Kabuki Sushi, which used to be in Crown Center, mm-hmm. was gone for a while, and now it's at that at that building on Meyer Road. Okay, in your opinion, is KC a good taco town? I would say, actually, yeah. I think KC is a really good taco town. I feel that KC definitely embraces its Latino community, and it's starting to even more now. There's been some groups that have been forming to better represent the Latino community and bring voice to some of our thoughts and concerns. Kristen El Toro is a, a great leader in that. For me, she's she's I really keep in the loop because of her stuff. But onto the less political side, the tacos are amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Kansas City has a lot of options for Mexican food and also on uh, holidays like Cinco de Mayo and stuff like that they actually make an effort and they have a celebration that um, has a lot of wonderful options and shows the community. National Taco Day is coming up on October 4th. It's a Sunday. Do you guys have any plans for that? Yeah, well if it's a Sunday, Ryan and I get Chipotle every Sunday. It's a thing. We don't go to church. We do that. I eat at my mother-in-law's on Sundays most of the time and we'll probably end up having tacos. Or something else Latino. <laughs> I'll just buy Sancho street side tacos yes. again. I'll come Good back. Answer. <laughs> I always like to just wake up at the crack of dawn, get a basket, a bushel of tacos, and go to Lake Quivira and just, you know, cleanse myself in the waters of Lake Quivira and watch the sunrise. <laughs> Contemplating existence. Yeah. I like to wade into Brush Creek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With a taco tacos, in hand. Yeah. <laughs> Naked, of course. Just hold Naked. them up to the sun, yeah. Naked, I do not go to Taco Bell afterwards. <laughs> Unless I put pants on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down tacos? Would you ever turn down tacos? Yeah, I've drawn a pretty fine line on not eating, like, meat. Okay. And it's it's offensive to me to turn down a taco. Like, it's that's bad. Right, but, I know. Yeah. That, that's that's when you kind of have to go home and just like, close what did the I, door. And, what have I done to, right. make, to set this up to be that way, you know? Yep. I can't say there's ever been a time where, like... I've actively turned down a taco in the sense that, like, somebody's like, would you like a taco? And I'm like, oh, no, thank you. No. Uh, <laughs> just a definitive no. You got to take uh, it. Yeah. I. So if somebody's offering me, uh, you know, some tacos that were, like, homemade or they're like, I made tacos or we're at this restaurant. Let me buy some tacos. I'll be like, yeah, sure. But I will admit, usually when I go to a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, I get enchiladas because that's my favorite. Um, but, yeah, I can't think there's been 
ever a situation where I will turn down a taco. Mm-hmm. I had them at my wedding. No way. I did. Some friends of my mother-in-law, they do a catering service, and they had tacos. That's awesome. That's, I was like, I am laced up in a dress. I'm going to be in heels all day, like <laughs> talking to a tacos. whole bunch of strangers. I'm going to need tacos at my wedding. I love it. And I got them. Unless, unless it has red salsa on it, no. I think a taco is one of those things that you can eat any time of day, no matter the, no matter what the situation is. Kind of a universal uh, sign of friendship, too, don't mm-hmm. you think? Yeah. If someone hands you a taco. Yeah. Like, do you have situations where... This podcast dissolves into people just like doing the sexual innuendo of the tacos because I'm there and it's like oh, yeah. we, I can't I stop giggling. Aside. We've been skirting it this we, entire <laughs> scenario. We like if we were the, playing uh, a game, this would be yeah. so gone. We by had now. the oh, sex I expert episode that. a couple of episodes nice. ago. You should listen. To yeah, that. I'm excited oh, that's about that. Amazing. Okay, do you have any taco no-nos or taco phobia? Something that'll turn you off from a taco. If it's on a taco, you said red salsa red for you, Emma. I, yeah. Also, I just remembered. I ate tacos in Colorado one time and, like, got really bad food poisoning. So there actually was a while where I, like, didn't eat tacos because... Maybe that's your thing. I'm glad we're unpacking this. It made me think about that time that I got... I also had consumed some edibles because it was Denver and it was legal and I had a really bad high. Oh, um, that might have been it. That it made... Turn me off tacos. Yeah. For a little while. Rough. Okay, this is the speed round. Speed. Uh These are just yay or nay questions. I need to know yay or nay on these different taco types. Okay. Okay. Let's see if you can do it in 10 seconds. All right. Break the record. Here we go. Three, two, one. Taco pizza. Nay. Yay. Nay? Taco salad. Yay. Yay. Nay. Taco burgers. No. Nay. What is that? Taco dogs. Nay. Dogs dressed like tacos. Yes. Yay. 100%. Breakfast tacos. Yay. 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 Walking tacos. Yay. Yay. Taco soup. Yay. Yes. Taquitos. Yay. Yay. Miniature tiny tacos. Yay. They're so cute. Choco tacos. Yay. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast, a naked chicken chalupa. No. Nay. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg, a breakfast taco from Taco Bell. Yay. You guys are yay on that? Yeah. No, I, I made that, oh, but sca- that's an allergy. Okay. So. I would try it. Uh-huh. Tacos served with french fries and nacho cheese. Yay. Nay. Yeah. Yay. Potatoes, cheese, and taco? Sure, yeah. Taco Bell, all day or no way? All day. All day. Okay, this is a big one. Uh, favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos? Is there something that really gets you fired up? Despacito. <laughs> is that it? Um, I, I don't. Think mine is definitely Warriors by Aaliyah Rose. Yes. Can you sing a little bit of uh-huh. that for us? Because oh, we warriors. We warriors. But the best part is right before it is. We're gonna win in the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody so should high, watch Shira. So this is the section of the show called the Random Taco Question of the Week. You guys ready? Okay. Random Taco Question of the Week. I'll do three of these. So, every, uh, Kelsey, pick a number between 1 and 70. Nine. Okay. What is a topping that should never be put on a taco? Oatmeal. Honey. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> Oatmeal. You said it and my stomach went, <laughs> I know. I just thought of a thing and I was like, yep, nope, that doesn't fit. What, you, want, you don't want honey on a taco? No, maybe now I've changed my mind because I, I think there could be like a good breakfast taco with honey on it. Um, Amer- I, I don't like American cheese. Or, okay. like, super yellow nacho cheese. I feel like the oatmeal took it. Like, I'm like, I can't do yeah. anything oatmeal, worse yeah. than that. Emma, throw me a number between 1 and 70. 69. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys, I'm probably not the first person to do that. What do you think the inside of a taco would feel like if you could sleep inside the inside of a taco? I think it would be warm. I think it would smell good. 
But I think it would be itchy because of all of the spiciness. Yeah, I'd have a lot of skin reactions. Yeah, that's accurate. You think it'd feel like sleeping in a water bed? Maybe. I really like the idea of sleeping inside of a tortilla, though. Like, if we could make that happen, that'd be they nice. They do have, they have burrito, blankets. They burrito have blankets. blankets. Yeah. yeah. They are I'm, so cute. I'm here for that. It kind of sounds like something that would be on Double Dare. Remember Double <laughs> Dare? Yes. Oh, God. Trying to find the flag in this large taco. Yeah. 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 Just we weird that? creaminess and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's Double Dare. Uh, memories. Okay, Rebecca, throw me a number. 14. Oh, this is kind of a D&D related. The popular video game Fortnite uh-huh. features virtual taco shops in its game where players can eat tacos, purchase tacos. Do you think at some point in our future existence, in our future world, we will live in a world that will have virtual tacos that we will be able to purchase and eat? I like 3D printed, so. sort of? Or like uh, Almost like an- Bitcoin, maybe? Okay. I think as a society, we're all getting used to having avatars. Yeah. yeah. So maybe in the future, not too, not too far away, we will have virtual food that we will eat and, or not eat mm-hmm. even and collect in our virtual worlds. It'd be one of those things like at um, Second Life. I don't know if that game is still out there somewhere. It was oh, kind of like Sims. Yeah, yeah. Or, um, but like, you know, where... You know, somebody can start a virtual restaurant and then mm-hmm. you make an avatar and you go to the restaurant yeah, and you, yeah. you eat and you review and you spend time with somebody who's on the other side of the planet. Yeah. Which is actually a good idea in quarantine times. Guys, I'm sorry to say, I think we're at the end of the show. No. The tacos are eaten. The tacos All the are tacos eaten. are eaten. The shots have been drunk. The shots are gone. Let everybody know where they can find Spellbound. And what's coming up? Isn't the end of the first campaign coming up? Or maybe it's already been released by today. now, right? So, yeah, today we released, it's episode 18, Gift of the Goddess. And it is the final episode of, I'm calling it our first chapter, like going mm-hmm. with like the chapter theme. So we're still in the same campaign, but we're just starting the next leg of it. And you can find us wherever you find your podcasts, mm-hmm. at The Spell Pod. Yep. If you look up Spellbound D&D Podcast on Google, we will be the first eight Items. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure to follow us on Twitter and, what's your and Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, what's your Instagram handle? It's all the spell pod. Mm-hmm. The, spell the spell pod, pod yeah. Okay. Our Twitter's pretty hot. Has some amazing illustrations. Well, yeah. yeah. By Rebecca. You guys are all actors here in Kansas City, and it's been very hard lately for actors in Kansas City just because the theaters are all shut down. And is there anything going on right now to help actors in Kansas City? Are there any shows that are actually getting started too? Because Emma, don't you didn't you just do a virtual show? Yeah, I just did a virtual reading with uh, KC Public Theater, and Rebecca is going to be in their next reading. Yes, it's called The Avocado Tree. It's by Sofiana Oliveira Abalan. Oh, I thought that looked really good. And it's uh, being directed by Julia Moriarty. (laughs) I always say it wrong. And there's a lot of Latino performers that are actually going to be in it, and it's a very good script. And like Emma's, it's extremely accessible. You can access it through the KC Public Theater's Facebook page and watch a live stream of it. Because it's just a reading. It's not an actual play. It's a reading. A reading, okay. Yeah, but a creative reading. We, we, we add our own props or costumes, whatever we can bring to the table. So, very collaborative. And I know Casey Actors Theater has a project that they're starting. I don't know when it's coming out, but Forrest Attaway is writing a, a, a radio play. And so they're mm-hmm. going to be doing it like a serial radio play and then have it available for download as well. Cool. If you're an artist out there who is going through hard times, the Charlotte Street Foundation still has the Rocket Relief Fund. You can just submit yourself to that. You have to live within 80, have to be within an 80 mile radius of Kansas City. 
they, at first they said they were just going to do 10 artists, but I think they're still doing it. So there's no harm in checking out the Charlotte Street Foundation's website to see if you can still apply for the Rocket Relief Fund. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on the show, and thanks for talking tacos with me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. So fun, yeah. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thanks to Matt Allen, Chris Garibaldi, and the band Sun Eaters, who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And until next time, go, go eat some tacos! tacos!